0: thank you so much for joining me game week 24 in the books and um it's an interesting time um, of course uh, first double game week uh, of a back-to-back double game week week <laughs> um I, I really really like this game week. Like, i think it's one of the fun ones where like the usual suspects are doing stuff but like you need to have certain capacity choices to get um expected result, or at least to be able to move up a week. I think the average for this game week was actually 61 points. So quite high compared to the others, especially in the COVID season. But um, the highest in the world was actually 164 or somewhere there about. Um, th- I'm pretty sure it's one of those that you made like 13 transfers or something like that. But essentially someone got 164 points gross. But I think the best manager overall was I think 125. I checked that on the official FPL um, Twitter account. So with game week 24, let's do a quick run through in the games. Um, Of course, I'm at this point just enjoying the season. I think this COVID season has been one for the books in terms of playing fantasy. Um, We will return back to regular fantasy uh, playing next year. um, It's just been a weird topsy-turvy season, Um, but it is what it is. Game week 24, um, starting with the Leicester-Liverpool game. Leicester 3, Liverpool 1. Goals from Jimmy Vardy, um, Salah. Madison and Harvey Barnes. Um, assist also from Harvey Barnes, Indidi and Roberto Firmino. Um, Allison, just uh, interesting to see him look so bad. Um, three bonus points to Indidi. Um, and then, of course, Barnes with two after a goal and an assist. And obviously, um, Madison as well. Good to see Jimmy Varney back. And of course, is the ultimate um, big game player. So, once again, not surprised to see him on the score sheets against a big club. I just want to quickly shout out Thiago for, you know, always having ideas. Um, On to the next game of the game week. Uh, Crystal Palace, nil. Burnley, three in the first one. Um, Goals from Loughton, Goodmanson, and James Rodriguez, an assistant from Rodriguez as well, and McNeil. Um, I captained... Uh, Ben Mee in that game. He looked terribly injured, but it's good to see him um, back healthy again. Uh, He seemed like he could have made the game, um, the second game, but unfortunately due to new concussion protocol, he was kept out of that uh, the second game. But at least it's good to see that he wasn't severely injured. He was stretchered off in that game, just looked so terrible. But, you know, thankful to him for um, recovering so speedily and being all right. He was completely knocked out in that game. Manchester City 3, Spurs nil two goals from Ilkay Gundogan and a goal from Rodrigo from the penalty spot quick thing to mention it looked for a second that Bernardo Silva was going to check with Edison if he wanted to take the penalty kick uh, but then by the time Bernardo came back to Rodrigo I think it was all clear for Rodrigo Edison made his way all the way to the center circle so he could have potentially kind of taken it but with KDB back um, it is probably uh, out of sight now so KDB will probably step up to penalties. Once again, uh, Gunnigan was also injured in that game and missed the second game. But I think he should be fine, according to Pep, in time for either Arsenal or Gladback. I suspect he will rest him from the Arsenal game. He has enough firepower to overcome Arsenal, in my uh, in my view and my perspective. So um, very, very unlikely that he will risk Gunnigan against Arsenal. I think there's just too much there. They won't need him. And obviously with KDB back, there's probably no need. Spurs, on the other hand, just look haphazard. Kane is back. So there should be some hope in their next game. But um, yeah, Spurs just don't look at. Brighton, nil. Aston Villa, nil. Brighton, again, with a clean sheet. Um, That will be four in the last five games. Four clean sheets in the last five. Actually, let me count them right with you. I think it might actually be five in the last six. Um, Yeah, five in the last six. So four in the last five, five in the last six just on a roll in terms of clean sheets from Brighton. They play Crystal Palace next and West Brom. So if you do not have a Brighton defender, it's still a good time. Lewis Dunk looks ideal, especially against Crystal Palace, who just can't seem to score. I would um, I would also um, recommend without um, Wilfred Zaha, Crystal Palace just look out of sorts. Um, in terms of points, uh, Martinez got all three after nine points fpl saves so not sure how um the game records saves but martinez getting nine is quite ridiculous um nine saves in one game uh, and of course enough for bonus points and multiple save points next game of the game week southampton one wolves two um quickly to note i think danny ings was on the scoring again uh, that is correct yep so danny ings got in on the scoring uh, neves with a goal, and Neto with a goal. An assist from Armstrong, and uh, obviously on the Wolves side, Neves and Samedo. to the next game of the game week. Uh, West Brom won, Manchester United won. Disappointed to see um, Manchester United concede against West Brom, but I think Dejan just was up for it, and good to see from the signing that he was just ready to get in on the scoring um, against Manchester United. Uh, A goal from Bruno Fernandes, and an assist from Luke Shaw. Um, hoping for more from Fernandes, but I mean, a goal is a goal. You have to do what you have to do. Uh, point FC, two bonus points. And Luke Shaw, now that he's starting after I removed him, uh, of course, no surprises there. Um, <laughs> um, On to the next game. Arsenal 4, Leeds 2. Leeds, in terms of their defense, just seems so suspect, but they just keep scoring. Um, I am a fan, as I said, as long as uh, Bielsa is... The manager um uh, but Lee's quite frankly just in terms of defense needs to do better um obama young's first goal i believe uh first hat trick i think for Arsenal, if i remember correctly or maybe i might be wrong on that stat but uh, obama Young with his first hat trick is he was so close a while ago and if i remember correctly he gave a penalty to lacazette um when he was on a brace to get um the hat trick and just gave it away but now he's actually finally got his hat trick so good for him uh, i might be wrong on that stat but i'll probably follow up after Everton, nil, Fulham, two. Two goals from Marja, assists from Reed and Aina. Um, again, just a shocking display from Everton. I, I didn't see that one coming at all. Um, I fully, fully thought um i fully fully thought that fulham um, so everton would just beat uh, fulham in that one but fulham just seemed to be up on it quick thing to mention aina got 20 points in that game week he had the clean sheets at everton and of course scored at burnley but we'll get to that game shortly but yeah ola aina being an interesting player to consider in fulham of course fulham don't keep that many clean sheets but when they do i suspect Ina is a big deal in it on to the next game of the game week. West Ham three, Sheffield nil. West Ham are now in the top four. Just an amazing team to watch. I'm really, really happy for the turnaround from David, uh, from, I said David, David Moyes. <laughs> I think actually uh, to correct myself, they're actually fifth. Um, they're tied alongside Chelsea, but I think Chelsea is ahead by goal difference. Um, so they're tied for fourth with um Chelsea on to the next game or the game we oh something quickly to mention um antonio didn't play in that game um cresswell with another assist i think he's now leading the assist charts from defenders um has also got all three bonus points so um aaron cresswell just delivering the assist that's assist number nine for the season um they've got tottenham manchester city leeds and manchester united in the next five so i fully suspect there will, be, there will be as many clean sheets in the next five games. But of course, you never know with West Ham, they could just show up at Tottenham. Um, the Manchester City game away will probably just be a wash and then Leeds, you know, things can happen. On to the next game of the game week. Chelsea 2, Newcastle 0. Um, goals from Giroud, and Timo Werner. Timo Werner actually has dropped points in the last 3. So he's got a goal at Newcastle, two assists at Sheffield and an assist at Tottenham in his last 3 games. So it seems like Timo with uh, Thomas Tuchel in charge is actually starting to deliver points. Now of course, it's not a lot of goals so far. That's his first goal in the last 14 Premier League games. So I mean not a not a record you want to envy, but in terms of FPL points, you will take the assists where you can. Um He finished that game and just got the one goal. So something to be excited for if you are going to take another punt back on Timo Werner at 9.2. Something to also mention quickly. Uh, It seems like no forward is just on it this season. Um, Just don't get it. Um, Oh, one more thing to mention. Ariza Balaga started this game. Um, There was no Mendy. So is this a return for Ariza Balaga? Who knows? I, I suspect that Tuchel thinks he's the more talented goalkeeper, but um, Mendy has just been on it since he was brought in. So interesting, interesting, interesting. Of course, Alonso again, back on the starting lineup and a clean sheet with another bonus points to boot. <sighs> I gotta love Chelsea and their reshuffles. shuffles. Uh, on the Newcastle side, um, something quickly to mention, Wilson is injured, so he will potentially not be in the next couple of games. He's injured and out for the next little while. Um, with that, I don't see how Newcastle is going to score. So if you have any defence playing Newcastle coming up, you may want to start them. Uh, hashtag Manchester United. Um, Burnley won, Fulham won, was the next game of the game week. Goals from Ashley Barnes and Ina, of course, that I already mentioned. Um, an assist from Rodriguez and Anderson on the um, Fulham side. Uh, Everton won, Manchester City Three. I remember I was talking to someone in, uh, in a separate conversation and I was saying that Manchester City is just going to smash everybody the rest of the season. Um, well, not really smash, but more like um, they were going to beat everybody. They were going to win the rest of the games of the season. I don't see anybody uh, capable of stopping Manchester City currently. There's just no one that's available. And with that, Manchester City is now 10 points clear of the uh, of the next team, Manchester United. So I just don't see Manchester City stopping now. They're just going to do the same thing they did when uh, Liverpool... Um, was pushing them for the title they're just going to win all the next games until they win the league and maybe at that point then they'll start resting and maybe they'll um you know take the foot off the gas to focus on the champions league but i fully expect that's what they're going to do in Manchester City. beat everybody once the title is mathematically in hand then they'll stop and slow down and go on to try their best at the champions league because that's the only title that's that eludes them goals from Rochalison, mares with a wonder goal actually bernardo silva just in fact and of course phil Foden, the wonder kid um it's just a pity he hasn't been starting throughout the season but this is now three games on the bounce he has started and completed so the liverpool game he obviously had the goal and two assists for 16 points in the Tottenham game, no goals, no assists, but he completed the game completely. And now the Everton game where he has played the entire thing and scored as well in that game. So maybe Phil Foden may now be trusted, of course, with um, Kevin De Bruyne fully, fully back. He could also be arrested again for Champions League while um, KDB um, gets a full run out. And that fully, fully completes... Game week 24 now, looking on to game week 25, we've got a bunch of games, double game weeks for Leeds and Southampton. Um, So the first game of the game week on Friday, Wolves against Leeds, Southampton at Chelsea on the Saturday, Burnley, West Brom, Liverpool, Everton, Fulham and then Sheffield. And on the Sunday, West Ham, Spurs, Aston Villa, Leicester, Arsenal, Manchester City, Manchester United against Newcastle, Brighton at Crystal Palace, Leeds at Southampton, completes that game which is going to be an interesting one in terms of captaincy choices of course you could look at Leeds because they play two games um, and of course bielsa hardly rotates in terms of his starting players and the way he sets up to play um, he's also just going to be all out attack so you've got rafinha you've got um, bamford as well as an option um, and in terms of looking at defenses i'm just going to quickly pull up um the last i believe last three games. Um, we look at who are the strongest defenses, who are the weakest, and maybe we can make some decisions around who to go for. So when we look at the best defenses in, um, in the last couple of games, um, the last three games, um, four for Manchester City, Fulham, Burnley, and of course, Everton. Over the last, that span of games, Chelsea are statistically the best defense, statistically speaking. Um, just in terms of their expected goals against. That's just what we're talking about here when we say statistically expected goals against. This is a standard checks. The types of shots, the quality of the shots, how close to the, uh, to the penalty area, that sort of thing. Um, Chelsea are statistically the current best defense over the last three games, followed by Wolves and then Manchester City, um, Manchester United, and round out by Brighton. So that's the top five. In terms of worst, over that same span, you've got Southampton, Again, this is just by XG, not actual goals conceded. You've got Southampton, you've got Liverpool, uh, Everton, Crystal Palace, and Sheffield. Those are your worst. Of course, Tottenham and Aston Villa are the closest. Those are your teams that are the worst defenses statistically looking backwards. Now, of course, we know that Liverpool will potentially improve going forward. So maybe you may want to um, just, you know, ignore that for a little bit. But keep in mind, because Liverpool and Everton play each other and it's a derby, you know, Liverpool could then go on a run to smash Everton because just defensively they're bad. But keep in mind, Alan is coming from, uh, Alan is coming back from injury for Everton. So he should be fresh and available, giving them that double pivot of Allen and the Courier, which started off really, really well at the beginning of the season. Liverpool's still without their best defenders. So Henderson playing in defense is not healthy or ideal, but it still is what it is. Allison has also made some really massive blunders recently, which are shocking, but, um, you know, it is what it is. You just keep doing well. Now, when we look at um, teams that are actually conceding, except from the XG, well, now we're now just looking at defenses in terms of the number of goals they've conceded. This is not statistically speaking, this is actual goals conceded um, compared to their statistics. You've got number one, or at least tied for four in four places, we're tied at number one. We've got Leicester, West Ham. Brighton and Chelsea. Those are the top four teams defensively in terms of goals they've actually conceded over the last three and then Manchester City next. So um, the, the record is in itself really, really good. You've got Leicester, West Brom, um, West Ham, sorry, Brighton, Chelsea, Man City, Wolves and Aston Villa. So those teams have outperformed in actual statistics. They are XG. So what we're saying here is in terms of the quality of shots they faced These teams have almost overperformed compared to the shots that are coming at them. Of course, these are because they are good teams and also in part because of the style of play. Brighton, for one, for example, just phenomenal defensively now. Um, Like I've already mentioned throughout this podcast, Brighton is the team to actually get a defender from. Lewis Dunk, obviously, being one of the best. But you can also go for Sanchez in goal if you still want to change out a goalkeeper. But Lewis Dunk is probably your best bet. Um... Now, from an offensive perspective, let's just look at that stance as well. Um, Of course, Manchester City is the best team statistically in terms of ability to score, followed by Manchester United. Keep in mind that obviously they uh, uh, they benefit from the fact that they beat um, Southampton nine. So they still benefit from that stat. But you've got Manchester City, Manchester United, Chelsea, Fulham, Fulham, <laughs> of course this is in part because they played four games compared to the other two played three. So Fulham, Burnley and then of course West Ham. So that's again just looking backwards. Um that's where they are, but again in terms of going forward you would not expect Fulham Burnley to continue to be the best teams um in terms of an attacking potential. Um we've also got uh quickly to add to this, we've also got West Ham Leeds and Leicester round that out out. Uh, so, in terms of teams, you expect to score that is going forward. Now, something to quickly mention: in terms of goals, they've actually scored. The top teams: Manchester United, Man City, West Ham, Everton, and Chelsea. So, those are goals actually scored compared to their XG. So, some teams do score more than they expected to score. Um, Manchester United obviously being helped significantly by that drawing us or Southampton. But again, that's the point. So. Uh, what does that deduce from us in terms of people we want to captain this game? Week obviously Salah against Everton um is one simply because Salah just takes the most shots of the Liverpool team and they are playing a terrible defense, which is Everton. So that should give us some opportunity there. Leeds um is an opportunity because they are playing Wolves, which is a really really strong defensive team, but they are playing Southampton on the second game. So if it was only Leeds at Southampton, Bamford would be an option just because of how bad Southampton's defense has been. But they now have the added benefit of playing Wolves. So that's at least two points if they don't score at Wolves. But because of the way Leeds play, you would expect that maybe they'll score at least one or two against Wolves. Again, um, that's just something to think about. So Bamford then becomes an option. Another player to consider would then be Dallas because he's a defender who plays as a midfielder. In the Leeds attack. So that gives an opportunity for an out of position player as a defender to contribute to scoring. So if he does nothing, you get a clean sheet. Again, obviously understanding that Leeds do not keep clean sheets. But if he scores like a regular midfielder in, in an attacking position should, that's a bonus. And then let's say luckily Leeds find a way to keep a clean sheet considering how bad their defense is. That gives us an opportunity to get a clean sheet bonus of four points. And then Dallas would be a wonderful opportunity. Rafinha being another one, of course, um, a massive playmaker for Leeds. So that's opportunity. for, um, an opportunity there for um, points um, going forward. Now, the other people, the captain, of course, you've got Bruno Fernandes, because he's playing Newcastle, as I already said. No uh, Callum Wilson. So um, that's an opportunity. Newcastle will probably not have an offensive mind coming into that game. Manchester United is at home. So should be easy pickings for Manu. I think Bruno will just smash it again. But he did play in the midweek, so he might be rested. You never know. Games are coming thick and fast, so they might want to rest him for the next game. Um, they play Chelsea. So you never know. That could happen. Maybe um, really bring him off the bench. Um, in terms of other captaincy choices, um, I would look at Spurs. Just because um, Harry Kane and um, Hyung min are playing together again, that Just could happen. West Ham, of course, being a really, really good team this season, if Spurs don't win these kind of games, then they're going to lose track of reaching the top four. So maybe there's extra motivation there. Leicester, of course, with Jamie Vardy back, are playing a really strong team at Aston Villa. Uh, One thing we always notice about Jamie Vardy is that he's actually better away from home in part because of his style where he's running on the edge of the defenses and things like that. So Leicester are not set up to break down teams. They're better counteracting teams that are stronger than them. So um, Jimmy Vardy may have one here where Aston Villa will go on the offensive trying to get points and trying to score because Aston Villa is a really, really good team. And Leicester could have an opportunity. So Jimmy Vardy ends up being another captaincy option in this week. And of course, you're going to round this out with Danny Ings as a final choice of captain. Danny Ings, um, of course, is the Taliban for Southampton and he takes penalties. Leeds is the leading team in terms of giving away penalties in the season. So if Leeds give away the most penalties, you have to have the penalty taker from Southampton. That is something uh, to be aware of from Leeds' side. Of course, they gave away a penalty um, last game at Arsenal. So I would be stunned if they don't give away another one um, for the free taking. With that, I wish you all the best in game week twenty five to come. There will be a double game week in game week twenty six as well. So, um, or at least there's rumors that there should be a double game week in game week twenty six. Um, but yeah, anyways, we'll get to game week twenty six in the next podcast. Till then, I wish you the best of luck. And we'll see you again next episode. Cheers.